where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. As we turn to a time of reflection, we will be hearing from uh, Reverend, Reverend Anthony, who was here with us in person a couple months ago. Those of you who were able to be here or watch online then may remember him. I know that you will enjoy um, and be challenged by the words that he brings to us today. Hear these words from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 17 through 26. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the east coast of Tyre and Sidon. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will weep and mourn. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Holy wisdom, holy word. Amen. Let us pray. O oh God, you have been our help in ages past and our hope for years to come. In you we find shelter from life's stormy blast, and in you at the end of our life's journey we shall find our eternal home. We give you thanks and praise, O oh God, for your goodness and for your grace and for your mercy, for your power to save your power to heal, to deliver, and to set us free from each and every thing that binds us. Oh God, it is now preaching time. You know who I am and who I am not. 
You know what I am and what I am not. So I ask you, O oh God, to use me and all of my flaws that I might bring about a perfect blessing for your people. I ask this in the name of Jesus, who is Christ. Amen. Friends, won't you reflect with me for a few moments from this thought? Good news on the ground. Good news on the ground. I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of times I have heard a sermon on the meaning of religion, of Christianity, to the man who stands with his back against the wall. Its urgent meaning must become crystal clear. The masses of men live with their backs constantly against the wall. They are the poor, the disinherited, the dispossessed. What does our religion say to them? These words are from the pen of that great prophet and mystic of the 20th century, Howard Thurman. It is said that Thurman cared little for the, the version of Jesus commonly worshipped in Christian churches. He, he instead desired to follow, to disciple himself, to pattern himself, to preach and to teach and to follow the leading of Jesus of Nazareth as described in the Gospels. That Jesus hung upon a cross on a hill called Calvary, while the Jesus commonly worshipped in the church hangs in a gilded frame on the walls of our often barren corridors. The Jesus of Thurman's understanding made his bed with tax collectors and with sinners, the, the undesirables of his society, while the Jesus commonly worshipped in our churches is more comfortable with the wealthy, the, the polished and the refined. Thurman's Jesus, the, the Jesus represented to us in Scripture, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, made it his business to do the will of God in the world as moved by the Holy Ghost. While the Jesus represented in our churches so often is concerned with making the comfortable more, well, comfortable as moved by the mores and the taste and the fashion of those who finance our institutions. I say this to say, there is a striking disparity, distinction and disconnect from the Jesus, the anointed, the Emmanuel God who is present with and within us that Thurman writes about and the one that we so often worship. The, the understanding of who Jesus is and what Jesus has come to do moves him to ask, what does the Christian faith have to say to those who are marginalized, have to say to those who have been maligned, say to those who have been mistreated in our societies? 
Jesus went about healing and curing and feeding and teaching and accompanying those on the margins of the margins. Those women and men who had been forcibly exiled to the gutters, deprived of life, of liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They could find a friend in Jesus. The, the Jesus of the Gospels, again, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all have something different to say about Jesus than we would be comfortable saying so often from our pulpit and pew. That is that Jesus, that is the Jesus that we meet here in our text. We meet a Jesus who encourages the downtrodden with blessed hope and issues words of warning and rebuke to those who have had their fill. Jesus, the, the Son of God, the incarnate one, the incarnate intimation that Yahweh saves is with a crowd of people, Luke's Gospel describe them as diseased and possessed. They came to receive Jesus's words of hope and of healing, hope and blessing. They came to be healed of their diseases and cured of those spirits and demons which left many of them cast out of community. They, they met Jesus on a level place, an accessible place, an equitable place. And there Jesus bathed these folks with words which almost directly respond to Thurman's question, what does our faith say to the masses whose backs are against the wall? Well, Jesus says to them, Blessed are you who are experiencing poverty now because the riches of the kingdom of God belong to you. What does the Christian faith say to those who have been held in a vice of life's vicissitudes? Jesus says, blessed are you who are hungry now for a day is coming when you and all shall have enough. What does the faith of Jesus have to say to those who have been trapped between a rock and a hard place? Jesus says, blessed are you who have been reduced to tears in the moment for the day is coming where your tears shall be wiped away and you will have joy. What? does this faith have to say, this, this savior have to say to those who have been disinherited, discounted? Jesus says, blessed are you when you have been excluded. You who have been exiled. You who have been cast aside because you look like me. For well, the kingdom of heaven and the rule and the reign of God is coming soon, and then you will rejoice. 
this, my friends, is, is, is good news for those of us who have found ourselves marginalized for one reason or the other. Perhaps you, perhaps you find yourself left out because of the construct of race. These blessings are for you. Perhaps your gender has been a cause for some to exclude you. These blessings are for you. Perhaps your sexual orientation or gender identity have been a cause for some to write you off. This gospel is for you. Perhaps your class or your socioeconomic status, your level of education or your proximity to the American trap, I mean, I mean the American dream have caused some to count you out. Well, this word of hope and blessing is for you. Jesus says that you, you, you all uh, use guys and if you from the South, y'all have reason to hope, beloved, because the God who sent him is the God who cares for the widows and the orphans and the soldiers in our midst and that that God is concerned about justice, that justice is done on earth as it is in heaven. But what about those other folks? What about the other folks? What, what folks? What other folks? What about the folks who make their money off of the backs of the poor? What about them? What does Jesus have to say to them? What about the folks who, who are intent on deepening the divides and widening the margins. What about them? What has the gospel to say to them? What about those who have had their fill? What about those who participate in the edging out or genociding out or policing out or pricing out or taxing out or covenanting out or antagonizing out or legislating out or terrorizing out those people who are descendant of the Africans kidnapped, enslaved, and lynched, exploited, and terrorized in the Americas? What about uh, those who exploit the Native American folk who, who genocided them to a, a, a small fragment of their former glory? The, what about the East and West Asian folk who are, have been put upon and overlooked? What about the Latinx folk who have been stereotyped and sidelined? What, what about those folk? What does the gospel say to the folk who, who abuse and malign these groups? What does the gospel say to them? Well, in Luke's gospel, Jesus is recorded as pronouncing words of woe and warning to those who have more than enough. Jesus pronounces woe and warning on those who laugh and conspire with unjust systems. Jesus pronounces woe and warning on those whose riches pacify and pad them from the pervasive poverty which encompasses us. Jesus pronounces woe and warning on 
the powerful. Jesus pronounces woe and warning on those who would rather be comfortable and have a good name, reputation, and rapport with the powerful than protest and rabble rouse in the name of that brown-skinned Palestinian named Jesus. What then, my friends, must be done? How can everyone experience the, the blessing and the hope promised to those who are oppressed? How can everyone uh, uh, experience the blessing and the hope promised to those who find themselves on the at the intersections of marginalization? Who who have had their backs against the wall the answer my friends is as simple as it is complex and here it is follow Jesus's example Jesus comes down from a high and lofty place with folks that have probably made him most comfortable he came down to the people who stood in need of an advocate, a compatriot, and co-conspirator. Jesus stands on a level place and exercises the privilege that comes along with being God from God, true God from true God, begotten, not made. Jesus uses the tools at his disposal, compassion and humility and presence to stand on the side of the oppressed and the downtrodden, the masses with their backs against the wall. Jesus meets the oppressed. Jesus meets the oppressed in a level place. My friends, meet Jesus in the space where Jesus meets the whole people of God in the level places, in the accessible places, in the streets. Meet Jesus in the space where Jesus meets the whole people of God in solidarity and in protest. Meet Jesus where Jesus meets the whole people of God in presence meet Jesus in the space where Jesus meets the whole people of God in humility in grace and in generosity lay down the need to be right lay down the need to be comfortable lay down the burdens of pride and prejudice and rejoice in the kingdom of God. Look forward to the rule, the realm, and the reign of God where all are immersed in the kingdom where God and God alone rules and reign. Lay down that, that, that the whole people of God might be immersed in the kingdom where we realize that we are all caught up in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied into a single garment of destiny. Meet Jesus on the ground, where Jesus meets those who are black and brown 
where Jesus meets those who are poor and unhoused, where Jesus meets those who are disabled. Meet Jesus in the margins, for there is where God's will may be most clearly seen, that all would have their daily bread. Meet Jesus on the ground and there on the ground my friends is where you will find where i will find where all may find the good news for my friends the good news is on the ground let us pray Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon us this day. Fall fresh upon us that we may embody the spirit of Jesus. Jesus who, who makes his home with those who have no home. Who makes his home with those who have been excluded. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon us. Help us to be present where the truth of your gospel lies. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who is Christ. Amen and amen.